running around Coney Island. Make it home. Olivia. <laughs> the fuck? That's staying, by the way. <laughs> God damn. You know what I'm about. <laughs> Raw, unedited, doctored lifestyles. <laughs> How the poor and shameless. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't have shame. You're right. I have no shame. <laughs> Zero I have none. shame. None. I gave up all my shame when I got on stage to do poetry for a living. Man, I gave up my shame when I got up to do stand-up for a living. Hi, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Dr. Nick. Oh, God. Hi, Dr. Nick. Mm. Oh, man. For those who are listening on headphones, whoops. Uh, <laughs> um, that's going to be a thing. For those of you who are listening to this out loud on a speaker at work, I please advise you at this moment to turn it down or put in headphones. And turn five, it the fuck off. Four, three, three two, two, one. Fuck shit, dick ass, pussy ass, bitch ass. Ah! I told you to turn that shit down. So. Oh, man. Well, you were warned. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, like, like completely warned. You know, as you can tell, right now I'm looking for my chill. But when I find my chill, I still got to know. Where the fuck is Vision? We'll still be looking for Vision we by are, the time. You'll st- find your chill. We found Secret Invasion before we found Vision. Where the fuck is Vision? Ain't in the Secret Invasion? Ain't- well, we'll find out. Well, tomorrow, our recording time, and whenever y'all listen to you on Disney+. Plus. Uh, <laughs> okay. Yeah, um, Wednesday will be the first episode, and then they go from there. You know, Disney be selling six kids. I'm, um... Not into the MCU right now, but strangely enough, I want to see this. I'm weirdly enough into this. Weirdly enough, man. Like, like I, just, I just want a good product now. Yeah, this is going to be the, the one Disney series where they actually spend money on the CGI budget. Exactly. So, Which means get... that once they give us this, they have no excuse for improving She-Hulk. You know it's not coming back. It, it, it has to. It doesn't have to. I mean, yeah, you're right. It doesn't have to, but... Be kind of sexist if it didn't. Sexism. <laughs> Sexism. Sexism. <laughs> All right. Ah, uh, Marvel. All right. I challenge you to a challenge. You. Redundant. I right. am. I am convinced. Mm-hmm. I am convinced, and I have spent a lot of time thinking about this, Isaac. All right. I am convinced that there is absolutely not a single role that Tom Cruise can't pull off. Dolomite. Tom Cruise is a pimp. <laughs> Perfect. It, it already happened. It was called Risky Business. It's just a secret. Damn it. Um, okay, then let's see. A role that Tom Cruise can't play. Um, uh, Sling Blade. Oh, my God. Tom Cruise as special needs. That was what he was in Tropic Thunder. <laughs> we can do this. All right. Um, we can do Tom Cruise. He's unstoppable. He's Tom Cruise. Bow to your overlord. Let's see. Tom Cruise in Battlefield Earth. Whew. He's definitely playing Travolta's role. Damn it! And it makes $10 million more million because he's really into Scientology. Uh, not that Travolta isn't into Scientology, but he's, but not, into, he's, he's not, not into it as Tom Cruise is into he's it. He's not walking on a couch into it. No. Like, not at all. Okay, let me try again. Let me try again. Tom Cruise can't That's play. actually the perfect rule. I really now want a Battlefield Earth remake starring Tom Cruise as the uh, <laughs> zillion villain. The, 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 what the fuck are they called? The, uh, um, the, the, the the nation. The nation. Uh, <laughs> we are the nation. 
domination. <laughs> Why does that actually fit for them too? That's literally what they were. They were anyway. Only you have to watch wrestling and that movie to get that reference. And then you have to no 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 you have to watch nineties wrestling were, and that. That's that's offensive. To who? <laughs> Battlefield Earth was offensive. Facts. How are, can is it possible to be a wrestling fan and a Battlefield Earth fan at the same time? There are shit wrestlers that you could be fans of. Fair. <laughs> All right. Yeah, Tom Cruise Overlord. You can't do it. Damn. For right now, I'm gonna just Candyman. Oh my God, Tom Cruise as Candyman would be perfect. He still got to kill black people. Uh. He's still, <laughs> he still got to kill black people in the movie. It's called Collateral. Uh. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> collateral is Tom Cruise's Candyman. God damn it. Ah, he popped out of dark. No, that's Tom Cruise's uncut fan-made John Wick. Yo, <laughs> Tom Cruise definitely was John Wick first in Collateral. That, that's what it was. He wasn't Candyman in Collateral, but he was definitely John Wick in Collateral. Gray hair Tom Cruise is, is kind of lit. Oh, my God. It, I thought, it, I thought like, Hollywood had got to him, and he just said, fuck it. No, that was makeup. <laughs> Really good. Really Pretty good. good. I remember. I it, hope he ages to that look. I, you know what's weird? I was literally about to say Tom Cruise is that old now and don't look like that. It's weird. Because he's outrunning it. Like Flash is outrunning death. His gay thoughts will never catch him. Never. He's too fast. God damn Way it. too fast. But not too furious. Nah. He will never be too furious. Because um, so. he keeps getting his roles. He ain't, what would he be furious about? There's another Mission Impossible coming out. This There's another living the Mission Impossible coming out. They yeah. got a sequel to... Uh, 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 uh Edge of Tomorrow. Oh, Edge. Oh, yeah. Wait. Edge of Tomorrow. Was that the Groundhog's Day one? Yep. Okay, because I wanted the sequel to Oblivion. Uh, or as I like to call it, not Halo. Yeah, it, it's definitely not Halo. It's definitely not Halo. It's not. He's not. It's not even um, Gears of War. Facts. This nigga was like, my name is Master yeah. Sunday. I said, this was brute force. I said, this was. What you force. say your name was? I said, what you say your name was? I said, these niggas is stealing Did you own, like, the OG Xbox back in the day? Um, no. Okay, then you wouldn't understand the brute force reference, but somebody (laughs) else would. It was also not Halo. (laughs) It was fun, but it was, we know what it was trying to be, but it wasn't. (laughs) I'm thinking of a game right now. You probably know what it is, because, you know, you know video games. I do not. Um, Mad shit's happening. There's a black character somewhere. They're in like spacesuits. They're fighting on Earth, though. Mass Effect? Mass Effect could be one of them because that describes quite a bit of space. Okay. Okay. A lot of shit going on. There's a black dude in there somewhere. Never played it, so I'm a homeboy player. Wild ass game. Oh, it's wilder if you watch any of the stories. How many of them are there? Um, Off the top of my head, I know there's at least three, but they had. So much wild shit go on. The most recent one had to go a thousand years into the future, so they wouldn't have any tie-in with um <laughs> with the other events. I love that you know that. Oh my god, How, you're a Mass Effect fan. That's just are you just. I'm a fan of it, but I never like followed the games enough to buy all of them. The the stories I keep up with, but it's wild. It's the only thing you can say about it. So there's wait, a, there's fucking in that game quite a bit. You you're one of those interesting people that I find in society. You actually keep up with the storylines of video games. Yo, like, if you didn't want to own, like, the Batman games, there are people on YouTube who will just play out the game and just play the stories. You could watch it as a movie. And to be honest, the video game stories are better than the movies. Okay. Like, in one of the Batman games, I think it's Arkham um, City, where Joker becomes, um, he just shoots up um, Venom and just becomes this hulked out ass Joker. 
and then you find out you would think you were chasing like Joker this whole game, and then you fucking find out it's Clayface. Huh. Ugh. Okay, yeah. I'm into it. Yeah, Calendar Man's in the cell. He's giving you help for some reason. Did I, did my man Condiment King show up? There's a reference to him, but he doesn't show up <laughs> physically in the game, but I would love it. There's probably a mod where he's in. Condiment King is the number one Batman villain I want to make his on-screen appearance. Yeah. He shoots ketchup in niggas' eyes. Condiment That's... King should have been in one of the DC movies. Just as it's back. the most disrespectful shit. Have you ever had mustard in your eyes, bro? No. That shit is ri- anyway. All right. It's ridiculous. Speaking of animated films, um, across the Spider Verse. Oh my god. <laughs> I. There's not many words that you could give. Also, spoilers at this point. From this point on. Yeah, yeah. Fuck y'all. Fuck y'all. It's, <laughs> it's, it's been three weeks. Kiss my ass. Yeah. No. Um. Yo. There's, there's gotta be somebody out there right now who just saw this was probably their first Spider-Man movie, and they went and saw this, and they saw how everything boils down to I could be the Prowler too. Like one bad, it's like they took a DC storyline at the end and just it got so fucking dark. It got real dark, and I was with it. Like, I was with it. it, you know. I was. I, I'm glad it. I'm glad it, it led up to a part two because I was like, ain't no way they about to sweep this entire story under the rug. I ain't gonna front on you because I was in the theater like, oh, this, this, this ain't got this can't be going on for another hour, right? And then I was like, oh, okay. Because I was thinking, I was like, yo, this movie is already leading to an end. I was like, ain't no way he about to go through all this, and I'm just like, oh, oh. Hmm. All right, so I, I haven't been able to t- discuss this movie, um, and it's all shock of how good it is. Not, oh. not, not that into the, the Spider Verse changes quite a bit. Oh my god, work. it's incredible! It's so, it's worth so it. incredible. It's, it's just it genuinely just left me speechless in all the good ways. Um, I have been. I don't think I've. I don't think I've been this impressed with a superhero film since like Endgame. I I can I can go with that as well. Um, so I'll try to just I'll, I'll try to give quick points and then I'll hear yours. Um, oh, absolutely. One, the animation style, magnificent. Um, I think we saw that in part one, but this one it was it's just another level. It's just another level. It, I, this is just shock and amazement the whole time. I'm I'm just blown the fuck away. Like, yeah. If you had seen my face in the theaters, you'd have been like, "Nigga, is you good?" I was just. It is a feast for the eyes. <clears throat> they literally, whoever, whatever Spider-Man universe they're in, they change the art style. Yes. Like, if you look at the Gwen Stacy uh, Spider, yeah. Spider-Gwen comics and how, like, the colors fade due to emotions, and then they did that in the movie, I said, damn, they're actually matching the comics. It's, it's insanity. It, it definitely it's insanity. is. Um, so that's the first thing I want to talk about. Um, the second thing I want to talk about is Hold Oscar. on. Hold on for a second. I'm just making sure. There we go. The the next thing I want to talk about Perfect. is Oscar Isaac Miguel O'Hara. Oh my god! Oh my god! Keep going. Don't stop. Don't care. You're at work listening to this. I don't care. Nigga, voice acting is an interesting thing. <clears throat> to me, the god of it is uh, Vin Diesel. <laughs> I mean, if he's not god, he's demigod. He's definitely a demigod. Jim nigga... Cummings is my god in voice acting. Only um, because I grew up. And he, yes. The god of it uh, for me was Robin Williams. 
Okay. He just he was just he the he was an animated person. Yes. Um. After him is uh the brother who passed recently who played Batman on the animated series. Oh um I'm I'm gonna oh my guy why is his name slipping me Kevin Conroy. Kevin Conroy ridiculous. Um Mark Hamill. What makes voice work <clears throat> so complicated is you have to create a character like Luke Skywalker sounds nothing like the Joker. But that's the guy who's the Joker. He's the definitive Joker voice. Yes. It's crazy. It's crazy to me. What, what happens with Oscar Isaac and voice acting in this movie, it's, it didn't feel like a character. It felt like this is just in Oscar Isaac. And, oh, my God, whenever he said something to Miles, I felt the hate. I felt the resentment. You could feel shade. And he, like, even, like, on the scene where he's like, hey, I, I speak a little Spanish. And then he just come down speaking Spanish, dark and shit. It's beautiful. It's incredible. Um, so, yeah, there's the art. There's the voice acting work. And um, the dialogue. Good God. If that isn't some of the best superhero movie dialogue I've ever heard in my life. Um, when his mother said, like, I, we just, we, we love you and we afraid that these people, they're not going to know how to treat you when you leave this house. We, we know how to take care of you. We know these people ain't going to know how to take it. And that theme coming back, I um, I don't know. That shit, that shit made me teary-eyed. I ain't going to front on you. That's a, that's a teary-eyed-ass movie. Uh, it's, 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 it, it hits you whether you like it or not. Like There will be scenes, if not that scene, then the other scene where they're trying to say, oh, yeah. We knew what was going to happen next, and no one thought to tell you. It was like, that's why you shouldn't be. It was like, they were more concerned of him not being here. And Gwen's irresponsible ass. It's like, it's like, it's like you kind of meant well, but you did more harm than good. <clears throat> the sadness of me realizing, because even before they tell us what they tell us, which, by the way, shocked as fuck. Right? Shocked as fuck. Sure. Uh, that was great. Great writing. I haven't plot twist ain't got me shocked in a long time. But before they expose the plot twist, um, when you're walking around and you realize that everybody's a Gwen Stacy, everybody's a Peter Parker, you even got the Peter Parker clone, and you realize there's only one Miles Morales, the loneliness that must set in to know that in the multiverse there is just you. Like who is wearing the Spider Man costume. If anything, the only different ones of there would be Spider-Punk, Spider-Gwen, the 2099 Spider-Man, and, yeah, Miles Morales. Everyone else is Peter Parker or a clone or an animal um, version of it. We could have done without (laughs) Spider-Horse. I I appreciated it, though. I appreciate it a little bit, but it's not. It's got, it doesn't like handle. Not Childish Gambino's live action Prowler. Yeah. Making his debut. Yeah, we got what we wanted, <laughs> but he was captured. <laughs> but it was worth it. But it, it was worth it. It, it was, was worth totally it. worth it. If, if if he show up, if he show up he in the should. live actions, let's let's be real. He he <clears throat> technically exists. This is this is in a Marvel continuity. It can happen. My nigga. Plus, there's probably more Spider Spider people to appear in the next one. I can assure you, I want the Japanese Spider Man to appear. My nigga Shamik Moore, when he says. I got to get back and save father. He goes, you got to let me go. And he goes, why would I do that? 
I said, oh, this is the most gangster shit I've ever Why seen in my life. Yo, him is Prowler. It's 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 amazing. It's incredible. So for those of you who are late going to the theater, the twist, twist, <laughs> the little twist is that Miles Morales is actually a humongous fuck up who oh. wasn't supposed to be bit by the spider, and he's the reason that Universe Forty Two don't got a Spider Man because that spider supposed to bite somebody there. The yeah. Miles Morales and Fucking Earth 42 is the prowler. He's the whole fucking villain it's Yo, looking like. Like, like, cause we already know, um, like the original uh, Miles Morales story. He after the death of Spider Man, he gets bit by a similar spider and picks up from there. Cause in Ultimate Spider Man, like if you read like the literal title of that comic was called The Death of Spider Man. Like they got right to the point and it wasn't even like someone could take credit for killing him, so much as he just kept powering through because let's be real he he took a bullet for Captain America who at the time I'm pretty sure had it coming um he had it coming but that whole he had it there's coming. a there's like a um there's like a live video read through of it where it's like they do like the comic panels slightly animated and they go through that entire story and he had the voice acting with I'm like oh my god we could have got that in theaters and Marvel would not have been able to be stopped from that that would have been oh, yeah, the first that's it. emotional ramp but it took them maybe ten or fifteen years after the fact to give us that here, and it's it, it's a uh, this movie's emotional beats are perfect. The, the voice acting is perfect. The art is next level. I can I can see why this took like four or five years to make. I can see it too because even the comedic parts where you would you would laugh, but it was like the characters were serious as hell. Like when uh, Miguel looked over and said, "I had the right amount of you today." <laughs> it's it's perfect. Um, it's, it's, it, it's genuinely a perfect, and it and it shocked me when I saw it because you gotta understand, man. You know me; I hate everything. Yeah, that's that's kind of my selling basis. I hate everything. You can you can guarantee you can trust me because I hate it. Um, Black chakra hates everything. Yes, absolutely. This shit to me is like there's a there's a there's a there's a line where now three sit. Yeah, three. Wait, three. Dark Knight. All right. Infinity War. All right. Across the fucking Spider Verse. Shit. I'm I'm actually okay with waiting five years for the next one if that if that's what it takes. Whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. Mm. How does a raccoon sound? Fuck out my face. <laughs> that's exactly <laughs> yeah. what Rocket Raccoon would say. Okay. Yes. So now jumping off of Marvel and going into DC. So I went to see the Flash. Uh it's not that Isaac isn't a DC fan. I don't want y'all to think that. Isaac has been hurt. I grew up on DC and Marvel. Isaac has been hurt, and before he can trust again, he needs he needs to be shown some type of commitment. <laughs> I I knew DC was gonna fuck up when they started a goddamn franchise, their goddamn universe with a versus battle. Who does that? You're introducing a Batman, you idiot. <laughs> It was that was how you cheat off Marvel's paper and didn't even you wrote its name but you didn't copy the answers. So listen, listen, listen. The DCEU has been everything was orange. Even American reality was orange. You motherfuckers. <sighs> you know when Canada exhaled. <laughs> the D- the DCEU is uh has been abusive. It's been an abusive relationship. There's there's no there's no easy way to uh say it. It's been it's been horrendous. The quickest way to describe the DCEU currently is Ursa Miller in the news. That's what the DCEU has been 
Like, it's been on a rampage. It needed to be stopped. We're still wondering how it's here. We're, I'm surprised that movie made it to theaters. Batwoman didn't, but this did. Uh, I'm, no, I, okay. Um, okay. Because how many times was that man in the news? And we still waiting on a release date and a trailer. You just you remember when we told these niggas if it was just a reverse, reverse flash, flash movie, movie it would have been. You could have just done that because let's be real, he's still Ursa and Maryland. So, okay, is the Flash a perfect movie? Now, no, because you heard me say my three. Yeah, and Flash wasn't the fuck up there. Yeah. Um. However, is it a C plus B minus? Yes. Good. Yes. I and I enjoyed it more than Quantumania and majority of Phase 4. That's because Quantumania was kind of like Seinfeld with powers. <laughs> like, wait, is the world about to end? Nah, it'll work itself out. I was like, did you just yada yada the end? So, all right. First thing I want to talk about, Ezra Miller and Ezra Miller. Now, a lot of critics hate that nigga for many reasons. But, I mean, a lot of people hate that nigga because he, he's a real-life supervillain in Hawaii. Who's a bigger critic? Look, 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 Isaac, peep this. In the movie, there's this scene, and I start crying laughing. It's a serious scene. You Forgive me, everybody. I mean, uh, Spoilers, fuck y'all. You're not going to go see it. Yeah. No, but go see it. But there's a scene where Flash is talking to Flash. Y'all saw that in the trailer. That's yeah. two Flashes. And he's like, you take everything as a joke. You don't take nothing seriously. You don't appreciate what you have. I said, this is him talking to Ezra Miller. I said, you really need to have this conversation with yourself. They probably added that to the script. I'm like, but dude, I was like, but are you listening to yourself right now? Because you really need to hear what the fuck the Flash is saying to you right now. But a lot of critics shitted on like the first half of the film because it's Ezra Miller with Ezra Miller. No, there are a lot of comedic beats that I thought worked. They don't harken too long on joke. The funny moments are actually funny. Um, and if they're not, they're not lasting forever. Yeah. Um, however, when Michael Keaton gets introduced, here we go. Here we go. It right is, up there. It is pure entertainment. It is popcorn fun. Michael Keaton does the goddamn thing. He, he be thanging that thing, and he thang it. And Michael Keaton with modern technology, he's the movie. He's the movie. But we all knew that. We, we were all, none of us, none of us are confused. We all, we all knew. Like, one of the critics was like, the movie really gets started when Michael Keaton shows up. I'm like, duh. Every <laughs> movie Michael Keaton's in, the movie gets started when he shows up. Exactly. Like, what are you talking about? Like, we all are going to see this from Michael Keaton. They basically looked at the, they basically looked at the internet and said, water is wet. Supergirl, oh my God, I want more. I want more. I'm a Superman fan, and I really like her introduction. She don't get a lot of screen time. Yeah. As you can imagine. But enough where I wanted more out of her character. Uh, Zod's just there. Yeah, he's he's a plot device. He's not a character. He's he's a plot device. Like I harken back to movies like No Way Home, uh, when you bring back characters like Goblin, who's like Willem Dafoe's Green Goblin, one of the greatest from Spider Man One is one of the greatest comic book movie villains ever. Ever. Um, and when they brought him back, they somehow gave him more depth. Yo, they gave him more depth, more beauty, more understanding. William Dafoe's Goblin can make Tom Holland. Just break character. It like th- not even like break character that didn't easy in Tom Holland. No, he forgets he's Spider Man and wants to murder Goblin, and Goblin is laughing in his face and whooping his ass at the same time. And the only thing that motivates him is his aunt passing and Goblin going, "You can't protect shit, can you?" <laughs> but also in No Way Home, I I love No Way Home. In case y'all can't tell, uh-huh. um, there's a there's a slight scene where Sandman is talking. 
to uh, Electro, and he's like, yeah, I fell into the thing of eels. He's like, man, I fell into the sand thing. He's like, damn, you got to watch when you fall. It's a funny little joke, yeah. but it's depth. The character's got depth, and there is no depth. And the, there's no Flash is the only character who gets depth in this movie. Um, well, it's a Flash movie, so we would hope of all characters. Yeah, but you, yeah, you, the villain is very hollow. He's just there. He's just there. He's there's no there's Wait, no villain. Wait, Kevin Bacon? That's funny. There's a <laughs> joke in the film because you know he didn't mess up the timeline. Uh. <laughs> so um, they keep talking about Back to the Future, and he's like, he keeps saying the other guy who was supposed to play Marty McFly. Yeah. And he's like, what? That's not Marty McFly. He's like, that's such and such. He's like, what? <laughs> he was like, nah, that's Michael J. Fox. He's like, nah, what? Who's Michael J. Fox? Fox. No, no, no. Da, 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 da. He's like, he's like, no, the guy who played this? He was like, nah, man. He, no, no, they said Michael J. Fox. He said, the guy from Footloose? I said, Michael oh. J. Fox. I said, oh. And Footloose. Oh, no. <laughs> and they said, Kevin Bacon. And then they said, some movie. And I said, what? what? So oh, yes. I'm. Inter- I just want to visit this Michael Keaton universe and just watch these movies. I need to visit that. I need to visit the universe where Footloose is Michael J. Fox when he's young and not current. Oh, that everybody got Footloose. That <laughs> so that was just right there. Right there. That was just right, and you just saw it. I I missed it. I saw it because oh my I was like, God, you said that's Footloose. not okay. I was like, how. I would have said that in theaters if I had first saw that. The same way I said Brian is alive in Fast and Furious, and they said that he was watching the kids, and I was like, oh, they're in heaven. <laughs> you think you laughed at fucked up scenes in movies? I already told you about my I scene in the I did Hunger not games. realize how offensive it was to say Michael J. Fox and Footloose until right now. And, and they got away with it, too. It oh, my God. Me. But, yes. So, <laughs> the movie succeeds in its introduction of heroes and the way it builds its heroes and its action. The movie fails in, in really kind of, like, having a, a plot. It's like Flash, multiverse, multiverse. That's it. It's, That's like the they, it's like they just took a piece of the Flashpoint paradox, but they didn't match it with the budget or the writing from what you're telling me. Isaac, that is... That is exactly word for word, way better than I could ever say it. Exactly what the movie is, and I'm still gonna go. It's see like, it. it's like, I'm going to, uh, I was cheating off Flashpoint Paradox, and before I could get the bottom half of the answers, I spilled Kool Aid on it, and now I'm just making shit up. Because oh, the the stuff from Flashpoint that's in there is great, but it ain't Flashpoint. Yeah. Because if nigga, if we had got Thomas Wayne instead. <laughs> Oh man, if if you got Thomas Wayne Batman. And I say this, I say this, listen, we are moving into a new era of films. We are moving You got to remember. Okay. The quick the way I'll sum it up is like this. Um I was a kid. I was a Hulk Hogan fan. Hulkamania for life. I'm still a Hulkamaniac. I I'm I'm still a Hulkamaniac. Yeah. Um to this day, I'm a grown ass man and I'm black. <laughs> Yeah, Surprise! Thought, yeah, you thought he was with us because he kept saying brother all the time. <laughs> it turns out it was it's just a synonym. Yeah. <laughs> but that being said, when he turned to the NWO, it was it was a very mature thing. You got to remember, there were Hogan's fans in the 80s. So these niggas. Like, and they, there were fans that grew up watching this dude. And these are teenagers and adults now. So when they saw that switch, the NWO just became it. Like, that was the move. That was like, who could be 
the third man. And then even with Bobby Heenan there, which just worked itself, I was like, I've been saying it for years. Hogan is not to be trusted. This is what I'm saying about superhero films. We are ready for the R rating. I just... We've... That's the weirdest part about it. We grew up with the R rating. Right? When did we stop? Spawn. What movie well, did Spawn we... Well, Spawn was PG-13, but it was had the real R vibes. How? Hard R vibes. How the... Hold up. Let me look at Let me look ain't that no up. Way, ain't no way in hell it was. There's, there's no possible way Spawn was, was not an R rated film. Wait, was it? Hold up. Jesus. Uh, we are looking it up right now. I mean, 87 million. <laughs> the budget was 40 to 40 to 45 million. So I was like, oh, whatever. Blah, 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 blah. Let me see. Oh, no, it's rated R. I was about to say, how did that get PG-13 in the 90s? Yeah. So Spawn, I was like, Blade. Don't immediately go Oh, my him. God. Both Blades are rated R. And it has to be. Because I don't acknowledge the third one. But both Blades are rated R. It, it, this is, I have to acknowledge the third one because I was watching wrestling at the time. <laughs> was Dark Man rated R? Looking up Dark I'm going to say no. Let me know if I'm right or not. Because I'm going to say no to that. Uh, In case anybody... Yep, rated R. Oh, shit. Dark Man, rated R. Okay. So, we, we, we come from the 90s. Uh, Mostly, mostly Isaac. I come, I come from a land down under. Yeah. <laughs> but that being said, I'm ready for the R to come back. I really feel when like... When did the R leave? And why? Cause it, MCU, 08. I mean, yeah, they proved they could do movies PG-13, but that's just Disney selling selling six to kids. But also, Dark Knight was so hard, and it still came out PG-13. So Somehow. It sh- somehow. They definitely blow up women. The power of he, he definitely tosses a woman out of a window. My point being, PG-13 can go hard as hell. Yes. Um, this isn't one of those cases. Like, PG-13 grew up. And then R rating was still kind of R rating, and then anything after that was just considered unrated because they don't want to drop any X rated films anymore. I just, I just feel like this movie could have benefited from an R rating. I give it a solid C plus. It really is enjoyable. It's really fun. It's popcorn. It's not, it's nowhere. It's, it's not contending with the superhero film that's out that we talked about before this. Oh, absolutely. It's not, not, not in contention, but I do think it's a fun time. It is one of the best MC, uh, DCEU films I've ever seen. It would be a best MCU film. Right now, right yeah. Now. But no, it's definitely one of the best DCEU films ever made. I go uh, and Snyder it, Cut, Man of Steel, this. No, mm-hmm. Snyder Cut, Man of Steel, Wonder Woman, then this. Yeah, because this is, I believe, the first live-action Flash movie. Ever. And we're not counting the TV movies of the Flash series. No, we're that not. Just kinda, that ties in with the series because they were TV movies. We're, we're just going to say the first live-action box office one. Uh, they, 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 there's a nice little homage scene in there. Um, I, I don't know why Grant Gustin wasn't in this. Yo. I just don't. I told you. He's the one to replace him if Isabella fucks up. I just, I just, I just wanted it. I just felt like it was necessary. You would, you would think he would appear in this because Earth appeared in theirs. Exactly. Just bring him the fuck there. It, it's weird. It's weird. Um, I feel like there's going to be like a deleted scene of him in that, and they're going to use that to sell the Blu-rays. That's probably, how else? That's probably. How else? 
How else are they, would they sell them? If they Isaac, how Mike, else? Maybe if they include a Michael Keaton action figure in the box. Right. So, another thing y'all got to understand. Me and Isaac are both humongous wrestling fans. I know. Shocker. Uh-huh. Uh, you never knew. My you, secret. You never knew. Yeah, I, always, um, I always went to church. So, we just want to we wanna, we wanna pay homage to, to storyline writing. Um, oh, man. One of the greatest storylines of the One of the, of the greatest storylines in wrestling history. Like... This was like if Evolution had more than just Triple H. And I'm not saying no one from Evolution didn't benefit. I'm just saying that it solely revolved around him. And then, like, each year, and they had their ups and downs going into it. But this one had two things going for it that made it what it was. One, you took the audience away. Unfortunately, it was during a dark time in our in our in our world, where even like like the only place that you could get wrestling was Florida because they were just oh they were ruthless. They did not give a shit. Let's keep it a buck. The Thunderdome exists because Florida gave no fucks. Facts. It worked out for wrestling that Florida gave no fucks. Because we got the Thunderdome, and most wrestling fans were like, oh, I don't need to shut the fuck up. The Thunderdome gave us the best shit money could fucking buy. Because they ain't have to worry about the safety of others. <laughs> nah. Before we even get to that story, here are three things that the Thunderdome gave us because there was no fucking people. The fucking infernal match between Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton. Amazing. Bray's on fire. Giving him the mandible claw. You would not be able to do that in the crowd. No, you would not. No, you would not. I mean, yeah, they had the part where he lit him on fire. You know, they kind of swapped it out. Like, yeah, we got cinematics. That's the second thing. No matter what, we got the good cinematics. Even though, like, yeah, it's effigy. But I'm like, yeah, but it's the story. Ray lost an eyeball. Uh, <laughs> Dominic Mysterio got powerbomb out the ring. <laughs> I just want you to know. Um, oh my God! That AJ Styles Undertaker shit was magnificent. That was the that was the video game becoming reality for a match. Amazing, amazing, and this is the thing. It was prepared. I feel like it was going to be that way regardless of the pandemic. But I'm kind of glad that they did not go in the ring because nobody like once they got personal in the storyline, there wasn't. A arm drag I'm looking to do. I'm here to punch you in the mouth. You bringing my wife up? My kids? It was like a better version of the final deletion. It, like, let's be real. The final Brother deletion. Nero! Also, we got we got um, one of the, the wait, was was the um was one of the deletion matches in WWE during the pandemic? I think so. Okay. Because I think he's done one in every promotion now. He's done one in um, TNA, Impact, WWE, AEW. Jesus, just getting everybody. He's just fighting everybody over to his home. Delete. 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 But the one thing that the Thunderdome gave us, other than the fact that they waited until there was no people around to make another black champion, but. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Let's, and, but, hey, at least he made it outside to see it in front of a live audience. Fair. So we give it that. And the only person that could top one was another black man. So that breaks the streak of Brock Lesnar doing it. Fair. Until he did it again and started a new streak. <laughs> Brock Lesnar. <laughs> Every Lesnar. black champion who ended their streak. 
Brock, who's the only one that didn't end the streak. And I think he ended Bobby's second, but he didn't really pin Bobby to do it. Brock, Brock really is the nigga killer. Uh, the bloodline. The bloodline. The bloodline. Roman Reigns, the Usos, the wise man, Paul Heyman, Sami Zayn. Usi. Kevin Owens, Edge, Daniel Bryan, Cesaro. Just naming all the people involved in this story in one form or another at the point from the Thunderdome going out. Yo, from from literally Roman returning at SummerSlam, attacking the Fiend and Braun Strowman. To I, when did he win the title back at Survivor Series? No, wait. When did because I know Roman he won the title in the Triple Threat match. It was one of those matches because like the ring was destroyed and then he came out at the end of the match. Well, the end end portion of it signed the contract, came out there and won. His reign, pun intended, reign has been immaculate. So satisfying. I can't believe something like this happened in modern times. Like, like I said, the best part about this was the beginning was uninterrupted. Like, let's let's skip a couple phases right here. Jay Uso becomes number one contender, and he doesn't realize that his cousin. Ain't fucking around when it comes to the universal title. Because at first, remember, the universal title before, like, maybe Bray Wyatt and the others, they made fun of that shit because that was on Raw. Nobody gave a fuck about the universal title until Brock took it and left, and then Seth won it, and then he dropped it to The Fiend, and then The Fiend changed it blue. He said, it's my turn, Oos. I want to be. Yeah. Roman Reigns ain't fuck with that. He beat the shit out of Jake Oos to the point where Jimmy is like, yo, you chief, yo, you got it. Roman Reigns won his first title bout with his cousin via the towel being thrown in. That is an archaic way to end a match. And it's, and it's one of the ways the WWE title actually changed hands, but that was in the 90s. It has been a ride. The Sami Zayn storyline. Um, the Hell in the Cell where he – not even Hell in the Cell. That was an I quit match, and the cell just lowered. It was at Hell in the Cell. Like, yo, he choked out Jay's twin older brother to get this man to say I quit. He And he was crying tears. And just trying to get the family on one accord in to, the Thunderdome. To both these niggas super kicking him now. Yo, let's, let's go back to when it was good first before it got great. <laughs> Where Jimmy's cleared to wrestle. And he ain't for all this whole Roman talking shit to his brother shit and this whole what the fuck you doing? And, you know, Jay, Jay's loyal. He's loyal to family. And we've seen that come to a head. Like, of all family members, he will he will kill you over his brother, even if he can't stand him. You've never seen the Usos turncoat each other. And then when they finally got on the same page, just for the sake of family, Ooh, they were dangerous. They were just going around, just taking shit. Just taking people out, just doing that. Hell, Roman, as a champion, he didn't have, every match that he had didn't have the Usos interfere. There were a couple matches. Roman just won. When I tell you that that is the superior writing we've been looking for, listen, I have been watching wrestling my entire life. I have seen it. 
I've seen the we're going to run in. He's going to keep this title because we interrupt. Yeah. No, Roman Reigns has genuinely been like, nope, nope, I can beat this man. On my own. And he and he can go. And he, he, can, he, and he and it's believable. Roman Reigns is one of the most believable wrestlers in the history. I mean, I mean, we remember when he was a face and all we wanted was him to be a heel. All you remember we, that's all we all used to talk we about? Wanted. We literally was like, yo, let Roman just just go off. Like, like, yeah, he had success, but then they were trying to make him a John Cena. Ugh. They went about it the wrong way. But when he had the mid-card titles, he was he was finding his niche. Tribal Chief. Is, Tribal Chief Roman Reigns. Is Head perfection. of the table, Roman Reigns. Wreck everyone and leave. You, look, you know how many great shirts we got out of this? Yo, we got day one ish. We got wreck everyone and leave. We got head of the table. Acknowledge your daddy. Which just branches off into pride, month. <laughs> There's not a shirt Happy Roman pride. Reigns has made. Nobody's bitch. I don't know if that's still on there. But let's keep it a buck. The shirts have been rolling in. The money has been rolling in. Heyman has been gold. Like from platinum. Platinum. Double platinum. When Heyman he took has had game. a really good decade. His shit with CM Punk, his oh, shit man. with Lesnar, now his shit with Roman Reigns. But his his shit with any Samoan family member he's had a great fucking history with. Bruh. Yo, is, when is, he is had Paul the big Heyman, ass loaded cell phone. Bro, is Paul Heyman now the greatest manager of all? He surpassed Bobby the Brain. I'm going to say they're neck and neck. Fair. I can only say that because... Bobby the Brain is one of those few managers that had his own family he was managing. They, it wasn't like, oh, they all came out. No, he was managing them. So you see a match with Rick Rude, he came out. Later on, he had a match with Andre, he came out. The Heenan family, to this day, there hasn't been many stables like that, except for maybe, let's see, not actually not really, other than maybe the Nation as a faction, but there's like they were all there and they changed our members. But like having a manager between him and maybe Camp Cornette, that was about the last time before that Thanks. that a manager really had a stable to manage over. And then Heyman, oh my God, he could do no wrong. Even when it was like promos where he, he just had to be like, my tribal chief. And he, like he got Superman punched. We thought he was gone. And we're thinking, whose side is he on? It's like, yo. This man betrayed Brock Lesnar. Mm. That should tell you how strong the bloodline is. Or was. It? I'm going to say still is. Because the only people that have been able to make a dent in that armor was family. Or Facts. people close enough to be considered family. This man had three straight WrestleManias where his family headlined. The first one was where he stacked two Hall of Famers. One in the actual Hall of Fame, and one that should be somewhere down the line, but he's still wrestling AEW. God bless him. Bruh. He had a shirt of him stacking people. Bruh. That WrestleMania where Was he beat wild. Daniel Bryan and, and Edge. Edge. First of all. He pinned Daniel Bryan with Edge. That was one of my favorite WrestleMania matches in recent years. Oh, my God. That was great. And even leading up to it, where you thought Daniel Bryan was going to make that man tap. Beautiful. 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 Sami Zayn's intro to the bloodline, a year in the making. 
It was like giving birth. That baby developed. We thought Sami Zayn was just, you know, trying to, you know, because let's be real. He was he came in there humble as shit. Said my reputation has taken a stab in recent months. Where people think that I'm afraid of Drew McIntyre. I'm not afraid of him. Like, literally, he built up. And there were times where I was like, Sammy's just there, just weaseling around. I was like. Facts. And then, like, when when Elimination Chamber rolled around, that's when everybody. Because let's be real. Jay wasn't for it. And even showed, like, some alternate takes of when we had, like, there are so many promos that they've made over this time frame. Where he was just like, the tribal chief said he want peace. But I don't give a damn what the tribal chief say. And you see Roman look up. I'm like, oh, God. The, Sammy made them all break The greatest character. promo of all time. All right. Where they have Sammy in the ring and they rip off the shirt. And you just know. Oh. This is the moment where they kill him. He said, I don't ever want to see you wear that shirt again. And the crowd is you booing. You, and here's the thing. This is Jay this, was looking this, forward to this it. This the magic. This the magic. Magic. Because they're He's booing. They're booing. He was like, why are you wearing that shirt? Take take it off. And Roman Reigns, the company's big heel, gets one of the greatest pops any no. heels ever got. He didn't gotten. get it so much as he gave it to Sammy. That's the thing about it. They weren't cheering for Roman. They were cheering for Sammy because we all believed he finally did it. He finally made it. After all this time, after all the bullets he took for the family, after having the family look at him and go, he ain't one of us. And Jay still doubted that man until Survivor Series. That nigga hugged him. And he don't hug anybody but family. Yo, I believed it in my heart. Sammy had made it. And then, and then it was like, like Heyman was just like, nah, he ain't one of us. But he convinced Jay, and it wasn't even like he convinced him like he was trying to deceive him. So much as he got Jay to have his back, just by his actions. He literally wanted to be in the bloodline. He wasn't trying to trick his way into it. Nope. He was a member. Like Owen Hart just meshed with the nation. We ain't asked how the fuck this Canadian ended up here. Nope. He just gelled. He was there. That man did what he had to do for the family, and they didn't even ask for half the shit he did for them. And only for it to come down to the Royal Rumble. Oh, that was heartbreaking. He had to he had to watch his best friend who's on and off in the ring. Been at each other's throats, been friends, at each other's throats, friends. Even when they hated each other, back in like Hell in a Shell when Shane was about to dive, who pulled Kevin's ass off that table? Sammy. And here we are at the Royal Rumble. The table is set. Sammy thought, we all thought Sammy was already in. Facts. Now he has to keep proving himself again and again when even your own damn family couldn't, didn't have to do it. They just got it on blood alone. The bloodline. Like literally. And then Sammy had to sit there, and we're thinking, all right, the match, he's not going to have to, like, Roman's going to fight him. If KO wins, we already know that. First of all. That would have been a hilarious way of Roman going. Roman Reigns beat Kevin Owens' ass. Like, it was like he he was playing online and just kept using the stairs. I was like, Jesus, man. Funny as hell. 
Like, he was doing online gamer tactics in that match. And that was the biggest audience you could have done that in front of second to WrestleMania. And I know, I didn't even know when or where Elimination Chamber was. Even if I did, I still would not have saw what it happened next. Where they just, they were about the passion of the Christ. No, well, not that one since... Vince beat God. It's the passion of the Cena. Oh, um, my God. And I only take that as an elimination chamber where John Cena got beat to a bloody um, – Extreme Rules where he got beat to a bloody pulp by Brock but still won. Yo, it was like, yo, like, Sammy's still going to be Sammy. He's like, yo, we already did this. You've proven your point. And Ron was like, you're right. I don't need to do this. You do. Do it. I feel like Sammy wouldn't have done it anyway. But I think Roman pushed him to to get hit. Facts. Roman pushed him. Like, he was there and all the shit he ever did for the bloodline. All the, Nothing was ever good enough. He was never going to be a member. Even if he took out. Even if he took out. That's the thing about Roman. That's the gaslighting that he, this man is cooking mesquite flavor into the storyline. With the way this motherfucker is speaking. Roman Reigns. Like had had Jimmy and Jay wrapped around his goddamn finger before they got together as one. It was an interesting form of gaslighting that it they wrote was, about. Yo, how how family and loyalty can actually be gaslighting sometimes. How someone who claims that they're the head of the table and the chief are looking out of you, but they they get your loyalty through pain and violent submission. It's a very interesting parable. This story is biblical. It's 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 such a very and, and they took their time. Going back. They didn't waste it. They it did. did. It, it wasn't a they four month thing. They had the time. Remember, this started as a pandemic storyline. We didn't know how long we were going to be in this. But they made so much work. Jay understanding what Roman was coming from. It's like, make him understand. It was violent. Daniel Bryan was his friend. But over family? No. Like, you couldn't boo family. They were there going into WrestleMania. No, going to Elimination Chamber. Sammy's no longer there. Sammy betrayed the family. Jay had no idea what he was going to do. This man walks. Jimmy's face, too. You see it. Like, all the emotions. And Roman is just Roman. He's, he's got the title. He's like, nah, I ain't worried about that right now. This is what we got. We got to deal with this. And you go to Elimination Chamber. Sammy was a convincing way. It was a, it was very convincing to make us believe that it would have been Sammy. To he could win the title, but I felt like it was rushed. Facts. I feel like it could have just been a fight. It, if if it, for anything, it could have just been a fight. It the title didn't have to be on the line. Like how when Cactus Jack fought um, Randy Orton and they Facts. put the Intercontinental title on the line, didn't really need it. Didn't need that. But a, a championship matchup. Looks good on pay-per-view. And he's in his hometown, and everyone's rooting for him, and Jay won't kick him. And that just played on until will he or won't he turn on his brother. And Raw, there was there was no wrong answer. He could have chose to stay with Sammy. Would have been great. Chose to stay with his brother. Still great. There was no wrong answer. You thought I was going to turn on my back on family? Like, trying to get KO back on board with it? Like, KO is absolutely within every right not to go back with Sammy after what he went through. Because remember, KO was a, one of the 
one of the biggest victims of the bloodline. Wait, he was getting his ass destroyed. Destroyed. Hell, the last man standing match where Roman literally had to knock a referee out to to stay in that last man standing match. He was cuffed. KO didn't get a title shot for a year and a half. And he had that man beat on several occasions. There wasn't a moment he didn't step into the ring where Roman was not at risk. And that's the thing that was subtle about that story. Every time KO hit that stunner, it was at a moment Roman was done. He didn't get a chance to kick out. Somebody stopped that shit from happening. So we get to this. We go to Night of Champions. Because the Usos, sins of WrestleMania, they, they didn't get the job done. They, they didn't get the job done there. So Roman steps in with now newly, member, newly found Solo. Because Solo came in at the behest of the family. Nobody else sent him. But as soon as he got there, Roman said, the family may have sent you, but you answered to me. And from that point on, Solo has been damn near, if not the right hand, right next to him, the enforcer, his gun on the table. And he is frightening. It's more frightening with him doing the Samoan Spike than it was Umaga. Because at least with Umaga, he was like a monster when he did it. Solo's a man. Just not a fuck-given. He has an unwavering loyalty, unflinching. This man watched his chief fall at the hands of his brother and didn't even think twice about swinging that thumb to his throat. Remember when people used to talk shit about the Samoan Spike and now looking at it, KO selling the shit out of it, Riddle selling it, anyone that's catching it is fucking going off. He's still got the the flying solo that um spinning Uranagi, but that Spike... Don't matter how big you are, he ain't got to slam you. He ain't got to pick you up. All he got to – there was some moments in tag matches. He almost caught his brother with it because he is at the behest of the chief. There are some moments that they just hinted towards during that story where Roman, like, bumped Solo's shoulder and he apologized to him. Like, like, like they're probably building up to just Solo just duffing him one day. This shit is, <laughs> it's been part soap opera, part anime. Part people's court, part <laughs> horror movie, part action movie, part and fucking I just, I think I want to. Rom-com. I just want to say thank you. Jesus. Because everyone. This is fact that it wasn't why, anime. this is why we're wrestling fans. And WWE, please release the DVD. Yes, I said a DVD. Of Give the us, whole thing. Yeah, like you did with 2001. You released all the pay-per-view DVDs. Do a Bloodline one. Yes. Give us physical copies. I, I, want, I want physical copies. Because you know, let's let's just call it like it is. Five or ten years from now, they're going to have a special about the Bloodline. And it's not going to be as in-depth as we want it to Instead be. Instead of Blu-ray, you're going to call it a Blood Ray. Uh, bl- yep. Put it in a red box, even though it's a Blu-ray. The fact that they were wearing red on SmackDown. <laughs> the disrespect. The disrespect. But you know this is the rock but show. let's but let's be real. It made sense for them to wear it, even when Roman had that golden glove, like he couldn't be touched. Now you got the red one. Everybody had the red. It made sense. But that that man was one of the few people I believed would literally kill you over the universal title. Brock was just a monster. He showed up when he wanted to because his model was who the fuck's gonna stop me and just went on about it. Roman. His, he's earned the spot if to you be at know the schedule he's at. What makes a champion 
it's a man who puts that WWE title on and the whole company shifts because it's around his waist. Stone Cold was such a champion. Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels was such a champion. Uh, Roman Reigns is that type of champion. I, I Sean can't, Cena was one of those. Um, I can't emphasize more what Isaac was saying about like how no one gave a fuck about that universal title. No one. It was a joke. We laughed. Yeah, because it was like, Until oh, it was around Roman's waist. Until. And then it became a weapon of mass destruction. Because we couldn't have that fear with Brock because Brock was Brock. He just took the title and left. Mm-hmm. Any title he took, he left. He was a bully. He just did what the fuck he wanted to. Anytime he went away, he was suspended. That man went to jail and back. It didn't matter. But with Roman... Even on days he ain't wrestling, he's either at the beginning of the show or the end of the show or both. He either he's there, that's all that matters. He shows up, acknowledge him, whatever else, get the fuck out of my way. It doesn't revolve around you. This camera, this show is mine. It's been the, a <laughs> it's been a hell of a ride. My God. Um I'm I don't know how much longer it's going to go. Unless they sign a couple more Samoan family members, which will be a shock because that'll just keep it going for just a bit longer until Solo pulls the trigger, in my opinion. That's my prediction on that is that Solo's going to pull the trigger because let's be real. Part of what Cody said going into WrestleMania is coming, coming true. And it would make excellent sense for Paul Heyman to manage Solo. And I can see that man taking one of the mid-card titles, whether it be the U.S. or maybe, if it comes down to it, he takes the Intercontinental Championship from Gunther. Like, he could just challenge him. Like, I know it's on Raw. I know it's on Raw. I know that belt's on Raw. But let's be real. If WrestleMania comes up and ain't nobody challenging you, and, like, the bloodline's done, and you see Heyman just show up with Solo, who's going to question it? I wonder if they're going to throw Gunther in the way of reigns that would be an interesting because he's right now the longest reigning champion in the modern era for the intercontinental championship gunther is if gunther i could see him holding on to the belt and making it a very interesting survivor series if they want to make it go to wrestlemania they still got to keep gunther busy hell at one point imperial imperium should have the tag belts if they're going to do that if they're not going to split the tag belts and make this show for show, and that's the only belt that's going back and forth to different shows, because let's keep it a buck. I miss SmackDown's old school belts. I do too. I think when they had the brand split for the first time and they made their belts, Raw's was okay, but SmackDown's fucking sexy. Sexy as shit. Sexy as shit. Blue and silver, that was their gold? Fuck yeah. Them fucking pennies have been getting polished for decades. We need new tag belts. And no, don't just slap the logo on it. You know we're never going to see anything like this again, right? Like, have you lived with it? Has it settled with you that you're never going to get no shit like this again? I'm going to say this. We're not going to get anything of this magnitude. We're not even going to get a hint of it for seven, eight years maybe. Here's why. The story itself, if it was in front of a crowd, it would have ended one and a half WrestleManias ago. Roman would have probably dropped the belt to Cody. If Cody didn't get injured, he might have dropped the belt to Cody this past WrestleMania. 
Because remember, Cody was gone for eight, eight and a half months and he was able to win the Rumble. Well, I don't even know how he survived Gunther chopping the shit out of him because I think that was their backup plan if Cody didn't. And I'm not going to lie to you. What Gunther gave us at WrestleMania would have, if Roman had won that match, it would have galvanized him. He would have been far... It, no one. When was the last time the if Intercontinental Gunther, Champion went against the World Heavyweight Champion at WrestleMania? Never. No, no. It oh, wait. In WrestleMania 6, that was the Ultimate yeah, Warrior, Warrior and Hogan. Hogan. But nobody else since. The tag team champions that fought each other for the WWE title. Um, John Cena lost the U.S. title before he faced JBL, so that would have been another time. But the Intercontinental Champion, other than WrestleMania six, and that that would be it, because the no champion versus champion has happened at WrestleMania, where it was the Intercontinental or even the U.S. Champion. Like they, like they have they have been very careful not to do that. Like we've seen the U.S. Champion carry the tag titles. At WrestleMania and stuff like that, but not for the WWE, not even for the world title. Only the top titles have basically faced off against each other. And then, like, maybe WrestleMania 2000, the Intercontinental and European Championships were split because Kurt Angle lost to Benoit and um, Jericho in the same night. That's That really did happen. Yeah, Bob Backlund booked it. Goddamn Bob Backlund. <laughs> Goddamn Bob Backlund. Morality! I'm just a... Uh... But, yeah, we are, like, from the pandemic starting it, it had everything it needed to succeed. And once we were able to get people back in the seats live, it worked for ev- it worked in everyone's favor. It worked in Bobby Lashley's favor, where he not only beat Kofi, but he threw Kofi. It worked for Roman Reigns. Everyone involved in the storyline got to get behind Sammy and his journey. Everyone that was in that storyline did better for it. No one really got squashed out of existence. Like, we already know that Daniel was leaving. Cesaro was leaving. Edge was still around, but it didn't hurt him. He's already in the Hall of Fame, so anything we're getting from him is just extra. This man has done it all. Like, even behind the scenes, Edge didn't even want to be the one to end the streak because they wanted him to do it. That's crazy. I didn't know that. Yeah. But the Bloodline storyline, we will never get anything like this because WWE is known for stepping its own foot out of its ass and into its mouth. But when they got it there, they had the right person. They had the right people. Not just, oh, because they're Samoan. No, 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 no. They could have just kept expanding. That family's fucking huge. Facts. If they had treated Jimmy's wife better, they could have brought it. Um, they could have brought it. Um, Naomi. They could have brought Nia in. They could have expanded to the women's division. They could have beefed with Samoa Joe. They. Ah, ah. Oh God. Oh God. If if they had actually, if if in all seriousness, if they had done that, that would have been the most violent SummerSlam match. Royal Rumble, maybe. Survivor Series, he would have killed him. <laughs> like, 
it would have been a part where you just see Roman Reigns just out cold. Did Roman and him touch when they was in WWE? They did, but when they had like a title match, it was when Brock was involved. So they kind of like in like a fatal four way match oh. type existence. That's uh. where they did. They did have one on one matches, but nothing like it was like mid card stuff. But still, it would it would have been great. Tribal Chief Roman Reigns, Samoa Joe in general, <laughs> especially the Samoa Joe we got now is the ROH Television Champion, King of Television. Oh, my God. Like, you're absolutely right. We are not going to see anything like that again, and it's it's been a ride. It has been a ride. Um, It's been a satisfying one. It, and you know what, WWE? Hats off. Hats off. Hats off. And yeah. I love what they're doing with Gunther. Mm-hmm. I love that heels have the title. I love that. I, I love is, that he's a heel, but he's not, like, a heel by, like, insulting the crowd so much as he's just – Serious about what he does, and you just don't like him. And he says, "All right, bet you like the fuck out of this." Like it's yeah, like man. you don't have to like it, but you ain't gonna whoop my ass and stop me when he hit niggas. I believe it. No WrestleMania when he hit. <laughs> oh my god! It was yeah. I ain't gonna lie. I got a I got a bit squeamish. Chef on Adderall. Bit squeamish. Bit, squeamish. Bit squeamish. A bit. Bit. Um, a bit. It was broad <laughs> daylight when it was happening. It was a crime. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Uh, Will Smack, Chris Rock, they brought in Tyler Perry and Denzel Washington. A, when they chopped, they kept filming. He channeled the spirit of Stan Hansen. And I was like, in case any of you were wondering what the difference between a clothesline and a lariat was, there it is right there. That, uh-huh. was, that was a lariat. That was the lariat from hell. A clothesline is like your arm might stay horizontal. A lariat is it's like child abuse, but you're both adults. One of you is a child when you land. It was beautiful. You are a flit. They, they and made, they weren't small men either. They made every other match after theirs look fake. Because that was like. I was like. Foreigners ugh. bring the best out of them. I was like, yo, title. this nigga. Uh, what, what's, what's the fiend? What's, what's not the fiend? The, the demon. What's his name? Oh, Finn Balor. Finn Balor and Edge was a good match. And that shit. With blood and everything, and it looked so campy oh compared to like what happened. That first of all, Drew McIntyre chops sound like a thirty-eight revolver gunshot. Good, that shit scared me. Gunther chops are still as dangerous with him being physically fit now as they were when he was fat. Gunther, when I don't know who's scared Walter. <laughs> Walter chopped through the announce table. Gunther chopped through your soul as you're watching the chop on someone else. He'll he'll really turn red, grabs my and then just slap the shit. It's beautiful. This man has been winning with power bombs, and they try to give him we're like, no, fuck that. This is a grown ass man. If he power bombed me, he won. Hell, his move could have just been the chop. WWE has for for once in a long time, I found like it found its footing, it found its champions, but it cannot find vision. It cannot, not it at cannot all. Find vision. You cannot tell me. Where the fuck Vision is. Man, if he doesn't, like, the Thunderbolts are supposed to be in the end of this year. That's not happening. Why not? It's not. It has to. It is not. It has to. There's no Thunderbolts coming out. They're canceling it. They they have to. Again? Again? They're going to cancel it, so we're just never going to find Vision? We are never finding Vision. Before we go anywhere, I got uh, another hot take for you movie-wise. Hold on. I got to get it out of my head real quick. Damn, they're never going to give us the Thunderbolts. Um, They're never going to give us the Thunderbolts. Let's see. Um, Some things I just have to accept in life. My God. Um, Jim Carrey and Hollow Man. 
Oh my God, this is the greatest comedy movie of all time. Oh God. Do you understand that that movie would have made $10 billion? If Jim Carrey was in Hollow Man? Yo, can you imagine Jim Carrey Invisible? Yo, that would be the funniest movie. Oh my God. And scary as fuck, too. Oh, oh, you want to keep it as a horror? Yeah, keep it in the same franchise. We already seen he has somewhat close to it with the number 23. Oh, man. So imagine him. In Hollow Man. That's a creepy movie. In one of the Flash's universes, it probably exists. Oh, oh yeah, definitely. Jim Carrey Hollow Man. Jim Carrey's Hollow Man. Oh, that's a t-shirt. That's a t-shirt. Add to t-shirt list. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Jim Carrey Hollow <laughs> Man. Oh, God. <laughs> Jim Carrey and Hollow Man. It's the Truman Show. Gone Rock. Oh, <laughs> oh God. Uh, hold on. Let the translucent man. Uh, I'm over here. <laughs> oh my! Ah! Oh Why my. are you screaming? <laughs> oh my God! Jim Carrey as Hollow Man. It's 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 funny at first, but when you think about if it's gonna still be a horror, yo, he'd really kill that. And them. <laughs> and, and he'd kill the shit out of the Josh Brolin's in that film. Josh Brolin is in goddamn Hollow Man. Kevin Bacon, it was real entertaining. Then Kevin Bacon started raping women. I was like, oh, shit, this movie got real. Oh, it got really real. That nigga said, I'm taking butt. <laughs> I said, oh, this movie, this, this, this. This man was not playing around. Um, it's kind of hard to sleep when you ain't got no fucking eyelids. Well, yeah, it's like, it's like niggas going to turn themselves invisible without thinking I'm about to turn myself invisible. Yeah. You know, there's a movie. It's called Memoirs of the Invisible Man. Mm. It's by John Carpenter. Okay. A lot of people uh, didn't. Fuck with it. I think it's a it's Chevy Chase is in it. I've always loved it. I loved it when I was younger. I've watched it as an adult. I love it now. I don't understand what people don't like about that film. Watch it for me. Tell me what you Memoirs think. Memoirs of the Invisible Man. Yep. All right. Really good film. Really like it. Um, Vision, if you can hear us, blink. <laughs> Vision, what yo, you know it'd be real funny if he shows up in, in if he shows up in invasion secret invasion. Paul Bettany. Paul Bettany Are has you not, okay? Where are you? Bettany, are you okay? Bettany, are you okay? Bettany, <laughs> Bettany are, are you, you okay? okay? Are you okay? Are you okay, Bettany? That's the next shirt. Are you okay? Are you okay? Are you okay, Bettany? That's our next shirt. Um, oh I really, we, we just saved them off for the end, apparently. <laughs> Jim Carrey's Hollow Man. Bettany, are you okay? Are you okay? Are you okay, Bettany? Um, he's tied up in the corner. He's re- Yo, there's a mouse. Ooh, you're not coming out till I say so. No. Don't sue us for that, Disney. You Man, can't. Disney is not going to sue us. They have too much money. Like, <laughs> let's be real. Disney's not going to sue us. They have too much money. Man. It's the most disrespectful shit I've heard to my poverty. Man, this... the disrespectful shit was of all the things we wanted as a black version of Disney. We chose The Little Mermaid. Yeah. We did not need a black version of that. It didn't change the movie. Not at all. She's still a hoarder. Niggas, niggas is like, why the mermaid black? I'm like, nigga, why, why the prince white? <laughs> At least with Cinderella, we got a minority prince. Why the father white? I'm like, y'all just going to change her? Y'all clownish. They clown fishes. Y'all clownish and shit like that. That movie looked like... Everyone else was white but Ariel. Facts. I said, all right, y'all doing too much. I said, <laughs> first of all, Aquafina is a rapping bird. I yeah. genuinely didn't need to see that. At all. Just did. That's just, you know, list of things I never wanted in life. Also, The now, clap. Um, also, a Jack Swagger title run. <laughs> that. All-American, American, Calamari. <laughs> and then the worst part is just the undertone. Now that Ariel's black, you can just tell a generation of black women, if you shut up, you can find a man. 
Facts. That's, I was like, you know, that was all always that, movie ever did. that was always the worst. He's like, whoa, look at the way. Prince Eric, a black woman who don't say shit. Do you mind? Right. Yep. 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 Imagine just watching that movie. It went. It tried to go into it, but let's be real. There was plenty other movies we could we could make the princess black, and it would actually do something. But just under the sea, and everybody else is still white. Yeah, it was random. It, it was, was random. Like white people jumped the gun on being offended. Yeah. Yeah. You can and fuck Ursula, fish, as long as it ain't black, you can't. Uh, she didn't do a bad job. She, she didn't do a she, bad she job. It's just, it's the Little Mermaid no matter what you do with it. Fact. I, I wanted I wanted Ursula to be black. I wanted, I thought. Ursula's always been sassy and black yeah, to me. I'm sorry. I thought she was the entire time until it went live action. Melissa McCarthy's good, but I still wanted black I Ursula. Mean, there's no way that Melissa McCarthy can fail the assignment on playing Ursula. Yeah. You know? You know, there you talk was, about you talk no about way. perfect cast. There was you know no way saying? she could fail. I just, it's just Disney is just making live action shit we didn't ask for. Like, are they making a live action Hercules? Goodbye. <laughs> no, I think they are. No more. No. There have been like three live. No more. No more. Yeah, but it's gonna have like um, Mama Clump in it. Oh, Hercules, Hercules, Hercules. <laughs> Disney, stop. <laughs> stop. Oh, stop. God. Look, they don't know what stop is. They made the most recent Home Alone. If they make a live action rescuers, we got to scrap. They don't need to. Why did you put that in the fucking air? It's coming. You know. No, don't you fuck don't it's you coming. No. It's coming. No. God Prophecy. No. You sick bitch. <laughs> Not the rescuers. 